am Suzanne Legrand and this is The Shaman's Notebook. Today, I bring a case study in energy medicine. It's called The 15-Minute Miracle. I have a strong sense that there are profound things happening all around us and within us that we cannot see. Like the cells in my body, I know they exist, but I will never understand how they do what they do, yet I am constantly affected by them. Still, I have my skeptical side. When I started doing healing work, and even now, I have my doubts. I was raised in this world to believe in the reality of things I can see. When I do healings, I sense that profound things are occurring. I get intuitive hits, a word or a phrase, a question to ask, an image of a person or place, a kind of knowing, and often homework. When I go on a shamanic journey, it's like experiencing a vivid waking dream. But a part of me, the rational, scientific part of me, wants proof that something is actually happening. What if I'm making it all up? I've had a few encounters with unscrupulous psychics who are very good at reading desperate people and telling them what they want to hear. At times, I was so desperate to have someone who seemed to have a direct line to the truth tell me what I wanted to hear that I believed them. As the bumper sticker says, don't believe everything you think. We all filter reality through our belief systems and most often find evidence that confirms what we believe to be true already. In psychology circles, this phenomenon is known as confirmation bias. I don't think I'm deluded, and the main reason is, every once in a while, a miracle occurs. Pilar is a dancer and singer in her 50s. She leads physically demanding dance classes and workshops, some over three and four days, and in all of them, she dances along with her students. But it's rare that someone reaches their 50s without body aches, pains, and some chronic problems. Hers is her lower back. She has a regular appointment with a chiropractor to help her manage the pain of two slipped discs. I am in one of these dance workshops, and I notice that she is holding her back and wincing, and though she is energetic, in moments I see her face contracted in an expression of pain. And so, during the lunch break, I offer her a session. Energy work is non-invasive, and most of it I do without touching her, so I can't hurt her. I tell her this, and I tell her that it might help. It doesn't hurt to try. She readily agrees. If I don't do something, I'm going to have to cancel the afternoon session, she tells me. Now, Pilar loves dancing and teaching, so she must be in a lot more pain than she admits if she's thinking about canceling the afternoon class. After the other students leave, we put some mats on the floor for her to lie on. She lies on her back, and I do what I always do, which is to connect to my higher self and hers and both of our guides and ask what most needs to be healed. 
and then I use muscle testing to determine what needs to be balanced. Her session takes 15 minutes altogether. At the end of it, she sits up and she says, I feel better. She stands carefully and after a moment of walking and twisting her waist, she says with surprise, the pain is gone. Not only is the pain in her back gone, but it doesn't come back that day or the next. She goes back to her chiropractor who wants to know what it was I did. I wish I could explain it. I didn't do anything different or special, and really, I didn't do anything at all. While I can invite, intend, and hold space for healing to occur, it's up to the person and their spirit to do the actual work it takes to heal. Healing is incremental, as slow or as fast as the spirit and the body will allow. Now it's been a year later, and when I see Pilar, she tells me she's still pain-free. She says, every once in a while, I'll get a twinge in my back. And when I do, I close my eyes, and I remember that session, and I remember how it felt, and the pain goes away. In Pilar's case, my guess is that her spirit and body were aligned and ready to make a big change, and I created the space, the context, and held the intention for the healing to occur. How do miracles occur? I've heard it said once that if we were to know how powerful we truly are, miracles would be an everyday occurrence. But another bumper sticker reminds us We have to expect miracles. The force of our expectations and our beliefs about what is possible plays a big role in what we allow to happen. We often downplay the role of belief in healing, especially physical healing. But what makes physical healing possible is the belief that we can get better. And the more we believe this is possible, the more we allow ourselves to do that which makes healing possible. At the very least, something that might be called a miracle occurred because despite our doubts, both Pilar and I were willing to try to set aside our doubts long enough to hold space for a new belief to take hold. Being able to hold and sustain a belief that we can change is a big part of being able to do so. And this is one of the reasons why, when you are ready to make a big change in your life, you often have to change the people you spend most of your time with. Whoever surrounds you, surrounds you with their beliefs about what's possible. In effect, they hold the space for what you can and can't do. A good healer, like a loving friend, sees, accepts, and loves who you are in this moment the perfectly imperfect you, while also seeing and believing in the you beyond, the you who has the power to create new realities. And perhaps that is something we can all do for ourselves and each other to invite more miracles 
into our daily lives. Believe wholeheartedly that we are capable of profound change. Miracles are our birthright. This has been the Shaman's Notebook. Thanks for listening. For more healing stories, spells, channeled messages, and the chance to win a free healing, sign up in the link below.